Hey, 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 everybody. Fluent Talks back at it again. This week, we got the full crew back together. My lovely co-host, Andrea, and my OG co-host, Matthew Conlon. Hello, hello. Excited to be back. Finally, all reunited. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. So I guess that, that begs to ask, where have where has everybody been? I know Andrea's done some traveling, but let's kick it where off Where in the first. world is Andrea Mokio? <laughs> <laughs> I just came back from Milan. It was just for fun. It was glorious. Do you go to Lake Como? I went to Como for a day. It was beautiful. I Ridiculous. love it there. It was just packed. Everybody's in Europe. I know every, like everybody's social media is like all around memes of people stop going to Europe because we've been working, but yeah. literally everybody's in Europe I feel like Europe I'm right seeing now. weddings in Lake Como, like right yes. and left. Like it's just like a thing. It's a lake squeezed between the Italian Alps and the Swiss Alps. It's so gorgeous. it is like a geographic phenomenon. And yeah. it's, be- it's unbelievable. I've actually been. Have you been? Yes. Yeah. Wow. We got I, three Lake Como goers <laughs> here. It's a yeah. good, uh, good uh, crew. Wait, can you tell us what was your highlight of the Milan? Highlight of Milan? Uh, I to some really good friends. It, amazing food. Like some of the best food I've had in a while. It's some wild stuff to the point that the chef came out because he was impressed about our order. He was like, well, who are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> so what did you order to impress him? I'm scared to say it out loud. <laughs> what? What? Is it like exclusive? Red horse. And it was amazing. Oh, really? Wow. And then we had this pasta that was made with like pig's ears. It was, I don't know, like it was just a lot. And then like vitello tonato, which I don't know if you want to say, it's like sliced veal with like this tuna sauce, which is amazing. Mm. And we had pre-ordered this bone marrow that they're like famous for, like that you, you put the bone marrow search. on the horse? Like, like, on <laughs> what is, bo- what type of animal is bone marrow from? It's all it's beef. It's, it's a beef. Cow. Like, a yeah, it's yeah. just like the size. Um, Andrea, just to request, could we travel together sometime yes. soon? Because it sounds yeah. like you know how to find we the will, restaurants I know how order. to eat. <laughs> you, exactly. you would be open to horse? So you would open eater? 100%. When we were in China a few years ago, um, we were our, our uh, handlers, our Chinese hosts were yes. like took us to the some of the hot pot places, and they were ordering all the pedestrian items, right? Your you know standard, and I was like, well, work. what about the exotic stuff? Yes. And they were like, we were like, we weren't sure if you were into that. <laughs> so they, they like you know signaled to the waiter. Next thing you know, we got brains coming out. Nice. We had tripe coming out. And did, did your stomach handle it okay? Yeah, it seemed fine, but the texture is just so um, off putting. The yeah. brain is so soft. I, I just, ugh, I, I, but the tripe is a chewy. It's intestine, for goodness sake. Yeah. It's not something that I would ever really yeah. ask for unless you're forced to. So, what are, what are some tips that you guys have for traveling around the world to have the best experience? Um, use points. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think there's, there's so many fun hacks yes. with uh, traveling. That like, you know, if you, if you, for instance, if you book your trips early enough, mm-hmm. oftentimes there's uh, companion fares. And if you were to buy a business class seat, you can, it's a BOGO. It's a buy one, get one free. Which airlines have that? Most, Most of them do. Most of them. Now, and so there's BOGOs. And then if you were to flex points, like, so the, the interesting hack is you accumulate points, you buy a BOGO. You can get a buy one, get one free, use points to buy one of the flights, and then when you use points, you get half your points back. So you basically get two round-trip tickets for a quarter of the price. That's amazing. Especially free, because you've already spent the money. How did you learn this stuff? Because I've been booking my honeymoon, which I'm going to Australia, uh, Japan, and New Zealand, and... I tried forever to figure out like how to do the best points yeah. hack and ended up just like using probably points in not a, the most efficient way. But <laughs> I feel like to use points efficiently, you have to be like extremely flexible with your dates. Cause like I called and yeah, like true. Oh, yeah. the dates were blacked out and I was just like, well, those are like the dates that I'm going <laughs> to go. So going, yeah. any, any tricks around, you know, finding, finding 
those hacks successfully. That's a good one. I don't know. Yeah. I learned from Matt, to yeah. be perfectly yeah. honest. Just- I, I also I have a good hack, too. Uh, I don't have any more hacks on points, but one hack is don't be a sheep. I, yes. I was in the airport, and there was about at least an hour and a half line through security. There's no clear or mm-hmm. like uh, priority lanes over there, so everyone's jammed. But there was a door over on the left-hand side, and we're like, why don't we just try that door? <laughs> Instead of waiting this hour and a half, and you queue. went straight to the tarmac. We went through security, like, oh, hello. And they, oh. Uh, there was like this VIP area where I was like, I'm not, not sure we belong did you pay here. Or, like, you no, just, we did. I think, yeah, I think that's the privilege it. of being American because Maybe, if I did yeah. that, I would be in the little room for 10 hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. my wife was like, why do you want to wait in line? I was like, well, I just want to be a rule follower. She's like, stop it. We're going over here to the other line. I was like, yes, let's do that. So. Wait, so let's get into it. Where were you? So I was in Barcelona. There was this incredible conference that our team's been going to for years now called Affiliate World. And that's the name of the company that, okay. that runs it. Uh, they run two big shows a year, Affiliate World Europe and Barcelona and Affiliate World Asia, which is going to be in Bangkok in December. And interesting story, but it, the conference was started by this big affiliate um, forum blog okay. called Stack That Money. So all these global digital marketers all flock to the site to get tips and tricks for media buying and creative and copywriting best practices for how to, how to be a, a really effective digital marketer. So you get this global footprint. And interesting story, they started this, this conference and Thrasio just bought it from them. Oh, wow. So if you know Thrasio, they just they were basically like a bunch of finance bros that decided they wanted to create an e-commerce company. So they were really effective at raising money. And I believe they raised somewhere around $2 billion. Sheesh. And what they did with those proceeds, no, not proceeds, but those funds, is they were rolling up Amazon sellers. Okay. So they were going to the Theragun knockoff. Yep. They were going to the new cleanse thing. And they were just buying. If you yep. had, if Andrea had 30 products, Andrea, we'll give you um, 50 million bucks for all your products. You're going to be part of the family. Mm-hmm. And they started building up this, this massive conglomerate. They were buying inventory. That was Bu- like No, the they're thing. buying the actual manufacturers yes. and uh. the sellers that are, that are selling on Amazon's marketplace. And they were like, we're going to become a conglomerate of Amazon products. And so they now own it because they want to get access to this community of digital Super marketers. So are they, are they placing themselves as like a middleman between Amazon and the manufacturers or are they trying to compete with Amazon? They own No, they're using okay. Amazon distribution. Okay. Yeah. So now they are own like a, a huge amount of products that are sold exclusively on Amazon. So correct me if I'm wrong. They also like went for products that had already proven were good yeah. products on Amazon. Correct. Yeah. So like if you like search – Theragun per se, like, right, and you go to the next one and they see who the, the next uh, hit is, then they would go buy that company. Exactly. And then, like, they did that for all these categories. So yeah. now, like, they so now they had an interest. They were like, well, we need to figure out this really creative and intelligent community of digital marketers and access that. So they bought the conference. That's incredible. And so now they can curate the content. So it was really cool. So they had this big main stage, and it's like the smartest copywriters, creative geniuses, and like, here's how to market your product online effectively. Across Meta, Google, TikTok, Snap. So really cool conference. And I was blown away because our team's been going for years. This is the first time we've had like um, that I've been able to go. And I was just blown away by the, you know. How big do you think it was? There was thousands of people there. Um, and what the, my, my favorite part about the show um, was the European culture. So we go to a lot of conferences in places like Las Vegas, right? Yep. 
And for whatever reason, the American mentality is let's cram as much as possible into a day. Mm-hmm. So I've got 15 meetings back to back. Three lunches, from like, five dinners. I got two breakfasts, three lunches. And at the end of the day, you are so fried. Like, what were my priorities? You're kind of figuring out how do I execute well against all of these different competing priorities versus you go to a Barcelona show. And it was more intentional, more purposeful, more substantive meetings, I felt like. You're not spending 15 to 30 minutes like as fast as possible. It's an hour, 90 minutes. It was less but higher quality. Exactly. And I think it gave me a lot of inspiration for how we might want to re-engineer our goals for future meetings or future conferences. I'd rather have five really good meetings each day. Then twenty. Absolutely. Were they? Was it all meetings, or was it like uh, seminars as well? Uh, I didn't get a chance to enjoy as much of the content, um, uh, so I was mostly in in meetings. But it was really incredible for and, me. The yeah. content is like not necessarily the point of those conferences. I think it's a lot more about meeting other people in person that you can do business. A bit with. of both. And I'll tell you what, because what what I got from the show, and a lot of people came up to me and. Um, like, why does Influence speak at these shows? Yeah. And I met some of the big influencers in this world. Like this one guy that we went out with, he's like, I make a recurring revenue uh, throughout the year because the I, I speak on the stage about e-commerce or drop shipping best practices. They record that. There's a YouTube channel that's set up. And p- affiliates and digital marketers watch it throughout the year. They reach out to him. He's, oh, he's got this recurring business that's just cool. by being on stage. Yeah. And... And he's like, why aren't you guys out here speaking? Right. And one person actually grabbed me and said, let me introduce you to the person who runs content for this show at one of the parties. Like, you, like what are you guys yes. doing? I was like, okay, okay, okay. Like, I, I scream cool. uncle. Like, I, we will be on stage now talking about the merits of, you know, digital marketing best practices. That's awesome. And I think what we are good at, it's like sending a crew to these events. So then you can divide and conquer, right? Like it's good for have some people absorb the content, have people yes. meet with different types of partners and potential advertisers and whatnot. So do you feel you, did you have a specific intention saying like this is the first time you went to this conference and do you feel you achieved it? Um, yes. So this conference, so the, the world of uh, digital marketing and specifically affiliate is typically divided into three buckets. Mm-hmm. And what I've found over the years is, you know, early days, there wasn't this level of um, dimension. Uh, but now the affiliate landscape is divided into three types. Okay. There's affiliates that specialize in sweepstakes and rewards and loyalty and, you know, right. kind of uh, savings type of uh, products. And they're really good at marketing those across platform, mm-hmm. Facebook, Meta, or Meta, Google, et cetera. Then you've got your e-commerce affiliates, and they're great at building their own products. They know how to, you know, create, um, manu- manufacture, market, sell products online. Full funnel, almost. full funnel, yeah. a lot of times, or they're just really good at getting the the getting the eyeballs, the clicks, right. and driving the the transaction for other people's products. Do they are they cross platform as well, or are they like usually it, cross platform? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. but some are specialized on just Amazon, for instance. Some spe- so then the third is lead gen. So the specialized, they have auto insurance, healthcare, financial services, home service, et cetera. And so in the past, we have an incredibly powerful rewarded discovery platform, mm-hmm. as you know all too well, Andrea. And in the past, we would go there and say, hey, um, we got this great rewarded product. We'd love to work with you on it and collaborate. Yeah. And they say, oh, sorry, I only do e-com. And the conversation stops. Great. Or I only do lead gen. The conversation stops. And now we go there. Oh, I used to do rewards. Now I'm an e-com. And we can say... 
fantastic. We've just launched our new True North uh, platform. Right. We can help you better engage your audience. We can help you better monetize consumers after they make that purchase. Oh, I'm, you know, I used to do rewards. Now I'm on Legion. I have a big auto insurance media buying practice. Oh, fantastic. Let's talk. So what I was trying to understand is what's the makeup of the conference right. out there. And what's interesting to me is there's a lot of hitters out there. There's executives from companies and really smart folks. And I was just impressed because you got this really cool enclave of European, um, you know, smart business owners that are out there, you know, for Romania. And what I was surprised about, and this is a, just a quick story, but there's a lot of Ukrainians that yeah. are in the space. And, what I, and a couple of them that we met with, they still live in Kiev. And, oh and one of our, one wow. of our partners, wow. she is an incredibly strong, powerful woman. And um, uh, her name's uh, Ola. She became friends with my wife because Lauren came out too and they nice. became friends. Ola reminded me of that scene from Wolf of Wall Street where Leonardo DiCaprio says, I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking. And she literally, wow. there's a war going on outside. No man is safe from. Rest in peace, prodigy. And she's like, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. This is my, I got to look after uh, my mom and my grandmother and, and I, another woman who met my Irene said, oh, I got to take care of my family. I'm not leaving this war torn country where a lot of people fled to Poland and surrounding nations. And I was just shocked and they're out here just doing business and they're like, I am going to stay in Ukraine and that's what it is. And I'm, and I'm over here like an American living in New York city. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Where, so, yeah. Yeah. Right. I would say it takes that type of people because you know they're going to have to rebuild, right? And like it's so great that they have these type of strong yeah. people that are like yeah. fight until the end. It's yeah, very impressive. So going into a conference like that, how much prep work do you have in terms of like setting up meetings ahead of time versus like just freestyling while you're there and kind of going with the flow? So it depends on the conference because the the, the conference I've been to before, we have the context and you have like the network already built. You, yep. I do a far better job of mapping out and planning the the agenda. This show is a bit more. Free flowing i had a couple milestone you know tent pole meetings if mm -hmm. you will where i had some set lunches and dinners but the rest was free flowing and i'll meet people as we go and that ended up working out really well because i could then a little more flexible matt can we meet right now sure i don't yeah. i don't have back-to-backs all day so so um so for the i think there's there's a good balance of um you know make sure you're not going in completely empty-handed going with a couple small agenda and that's it that's yes. great so you, from all these meetings, what are you hearing about the industry right now? What are some big trends that stood out to you? I will tell you this. Um, from my perspective and a lot of the feedback I received at this show, digital marketing is thriving, specifically performance-based executions where outcomes are measurable and accountable. And I think any time that um, you know, you've got these some of the smartest creative minds in the world thinking about how do we drive not impressions, but outcomes for partners. There's going to be a lot of continued growth, even in the face of, you know, rising inflation and impending recession, et cetera. But I, I was left very encouraged. And um, I think there's a lot of this, the, you know, the road ahead is bright. Yeah, so it sounds like duty calls for you, Matt. So I know you got to jump, but you did show up, so we didn't have to kick you off the podcast. You checked the box. Um, we survived for one more week. Yeah, staying alive. Thank you. Guest next week? Yeah. Yes. yes. All right, done. Thank, cool. right. Thank you for uh, having me on this podcast then. Yeah. And on, on, Andrea, I, I'll, I'll, I'll now get to pick some of Andrea's All right, thoughts. Guys, have about, a great day. Yeah, see you, Matt. See you about soon. throwing events, because I know she's a uh, event-throwing yes. queen. So. 
I guess what in general makes for a good event for you? When do you leave an event and you feel like that was really good and well planned? I think when you feel that it, you, it's all about the vibe and enjoying yourself. Like you weren't there just because you had to, because it was on your list, especially when it comes to these types of conferences, right? Like you want to feel like you're enjoying, you're meeting people, you're like you're having enough chances to be able to talk and like make connections and it's not just like overwhelming, super loud, super crazy or just very boring because it happens a lot. It can be very boring. Yeah. I guess what about a good like fun event versus work event? Like what do you have to do specifically Ooh, about a work question. event that you or I guess and vice versa? What, what do you think makes one? Well, you know, we like to mix uh, work and fun here at Fluence. We so do. a lot of the work <laughs> events that I've heard in the past are internal a little bit more for our employees. And that really is fun is key part of that. I think especially nowadays where we are we've been remote for so long and we're coming back and we're finally like getting the chance to be with each other fun is so so key activities are great also um you have to like cater for everybody right so like it cannot be hey just a drinking event like there has to be other things for people that don't for people just be able like i was saying before like be able to have uh, the opportunity to connect and talk to other people so tell me, actually, from all like, let's talk affluent events or conference events, what has been the one that you've liked the most and enjoyed the most? So I guess I've, I've probably been to more fluent events than yeah. conference events because that's kind of, you know, a new thing that I've been doing. Um, I talked a lot about VidCon in our last yes. pod, so check it out if you haven't. Um, that was really, really cool. Um, I don't I, I, I think... Um, the events, I, when we used to be in the old office, we had some crazy ones, like yes. for Halloween and others. Um, I, I personally like like a proper party as an event. I, I, I totally understand that it's not yes. for everybody and you have to be thoughtful and there has to be some quote unquote wholesome stuff going on too. <laughs> you have to but have options. I think, I think I really do value the events though, like the internal ones, like actually hanging out and being with the people that you work with. It's like, it's huge. It, it reminds me of back when I started in my first job at Deutsche Bank, we all went to London, every uh -huh. single person that was new that yes. year, like all were out there. And then we all just kind of like had fun, mixed and mingled. We did do like some cool work, but right. not really, but then like six months later, I needed something from somebody in London, in a London office. And I'm like, how else would I have known? Like, hey, I'll just hit up this guy that I met at this event one time. And he was like pretty chill. And like, he can probably help Perfect. me out. Um, and it's exactly the same for these conference events, right? Because you want to eventually then do business with the people that you've created that bond that you've had fun with. You're going to be more likely to want to partner and be more flexible sometimes, maybe even go more out of your way versus somebody that you just met and you didn't get to have that experience and that time together. So create, it's all about bonds. Yeah, and, and at a company like Fluent Size, we're not huge, but you know, we're 300 ish people. Um, it's almost like within your own company, there's other people also, that are, you know, in companies. So like the goodwill of somebody working in, like you and I work in different business units, but like our ability to be friends and collab, like absolutely. I think goes a lot longer than if we didn't know each other. I'd I mean, I would work with you, of course, anyway. but I would be, you know, a little bit maybe slower to respond. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So you're throwing a, quite a big event coming up. Yeah. We're August in the cut down. We're less than a month. Less than a month. <gasps> Tell us a little bit. So, yeah, it's a little event called a princess party, <laughs> a.k.a. a wedding. You got to tell them the princess party. So I was just telling Andrew, one of my friends took her daughter to her first wedding, and, and she decided that it's called the princess party. And I think that's what I'm going to start calling weddings all the time because that's the one day that girls feel like a princess, and it's all about them. 
Uh, very accurate. So it's Andrew's princess party. Yeah, it's my princess party. It's Where August. is it going to be? So it's going to be in Terrytown. Um, I call it like 30, 40 minutes north of the city um, at a castle out there. Very princessy. Very princessy. Um, it's going to be cool. We're doing the... So I personally can't take a lot of credit for the planning. My, <laughs> my fiance and her mom and her sister have done a lot of the work. But um, what I do know about it... Um, we're getting married in like a rose garden cocktail nice. hour at the castle with then band and dinner and stuff in a tent. So, so fun. It, it has made me appreciate how much goes into planning a good event. Um, so for you, like no one can most of the time this is their case, the girls win most of the planning. Was there one thing that was really important for you to have, whether it was the music or the food? Like there's one thing where like, okay, actually we'll be involved in this yeah. part of the planning. So the band was the, the most band. important to me because I love a good dance yes, floor and I music. Um, so I, I, I felt strongly about the band and my mom actually got remarried maybe five or so years ago okay. and her band at that wedding was incredible. That's so awesome. I kind of tapped her. Like they, I think what made it cool is like they were interactive with the crowd. They were like doing yes. dances, costume changes, like got the people going. So I definitely from seeing that was like, that's what that's I, what I want do. that. So we hit up like the same company or network or whatever that's and awesome. they, they gave us a similar type band so i've gone to a lot of weddings in peru because that's where a lot of my friends were and parties there are insane like very decadent very like lots of things but there's always at all the weddings around the parties it's what they call the crazy hour where it's not like whether it's a band or a dj there's usually all of these other performers that come out dressed up there's usually a theme for it there's usually props and like it's that like right I like I would say like eleven midnight and because also weddings there go until like three four a.m. right but it's just like the middle where the party really bursts uh, but it's so fun I think that interaction piece just like to make it different yeah and, and a couple of like sm I think a couple of small things that I think are like funny and cool like we got like crazy like gla like tinted yes, glasses and stuff that. for the dance floor so I don't think we have specifically crazy hour other than the the band themselves dancing but like I think it's, like funny props and it's stuff very just, it's similar I haven't seen it that much here so I'm very excited for that yeah. So what are what is your what are some of your favorite events you've ever been to work or not? Yeah, I think um, some of the a really cool one that we did internally, and I think in general, like I like experiences too. So it's not just come into one space, you know, and because you can make some really cool things. But we did going on a boat, like you know, we had we've, we're very lucky to be near the marina here, and I think we should take more advantage of that, especially in New York. Not everybody gets that view of the water, and it's gonna be really fun. Uh, and then also, I think because you're in one space, it kind of forces people to talk with each other, which is kind of nice. So mm -hmm. we did like a really nice like sailing with lobster and whatnot. Uh, and then one of my favorite parties that are really awesome event planner that we had at Fluent through was the one anniversary, the carnival anniversary, which I think is the first mm -hmm. year you came. It was. There were all these bouncy castles and old uh, arcade games and all these awesome stuff. So those were really, really fun. Um, I think the after party sometimes are just as important yeah. as the event itself. The after party is definitely <laughs> always where it's happening. Um, yeah, so I guess you, you've done a lot of traveling recently. Yes. Um, any cool – actually, let me take it somewhere else. Um, so we've been planning our launch party yes. basically to celebrate our early creators in Infuse. Um, and they, what do you think we should do for that? While we have each other, let's have a little brainstorming session. Yeah, sesh. that's a good question. So it, you thought made me think of it with a boat. We were yeah. thinking about a boat, but also I think that um, 
I think for that crowd, that could be a little bit tougher because like we were talking about because we want people to be able to come in and out. Schedules get tougher, right? Like it's, I think that's a little bit easier when you either a smaller group or you control the group, meaning like somebody like everybody from work and just stop working. I think for I like the idea that you were talking about, like maybe renting a warehouse party and having like an intimate dinner to then move into more of a party. And I think as I'm talking about this, I'm talking about this uh, – the carnival event, I think how you transform and space kid is really important. Like giving that like going back to giving that experience, right? And like even just like how we transition and like give like the cool opportunities for make it create good content, especially when we're thinking about the creators. Yeah. Um I mean, we love food, so I think I definitely am yeah. going for And I'm, like I'm being dinner. told, like, renting a space and doing everything from scratch is a lot more work. So yes. I'm trying to also think about, these are things that I'm all learning. Like, yeah. so how do I balance Can not creating a, a crazy amount of work with, like, still yeah. fulfilling, like, the general vision of, I want to, you know, make sure our VIPs have a fun, intimate dinner where, like, you know, they get the, the white glove treatment and then... I do want to open it up for just a place, a collaborative on. space for, you know, creators of all sizes and shapes. Um, We're going to a museum of ice cream today. That could be an interesting place to check yeah, out. We are I doing an event today. Today, yeah. yeah. Which I've not had any had in planning, but I'm very excited for. Because I think maybe we can find a space like that, that like already set up in a cool way that we yeah. can like close down for the day. Could be really fun. Um, we have, it's coming up. We have to get working on this. I know. We got to get working on it. I think yeah. September fifteenth ish um, is our is our target date. Yeah, so. we really. So for, you're going from wedding to this event. Which, so it's funny because the wedding you didn't plan much. This event is all yours. So this uh, is your <laughs> this is your princess party. I'm like I wish I had some actual experience. I might have to tap my fiance back in. That is so funny. So what are some of the best? Um, how many creators do you want to have, do you think? Like, are you... I think we'll do, like, a 10-ish person dinner um, for the people that are really helping drive revenue and get this thing off the ground. Um, and then I, I want to do a 100-plus, um, like, more open event. We're actually launching FuseCoin, which is going to be, like, our social currency for uh, basically in our Discord. And you can earn coins by participating in the conversation, giving video feedback and like being helpful to other people that are asking questions. Then you can also earn a lot more coins by like generating revenue for our app. Um, But I basically want to make it so it's a, it costs a lot of coins to get to that 10 person dinner. Like that's going to be really for the, 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 the most valuable members of the community. But then just like having coins and having been a part yeah. of the community, like gets you on the guest list and then you That's can come great. in. So let's definitely build that in. I love that the, we can use that opportunity as the launch, another hook, another element that we can have. At this yeah, party. I think the whole social coin thing, I think there's a lot of stuff out there where people think like mm-hmm. this stuff's all just like a pump and dump scam. But I think that there is true utility you can yeah. make out of them. And I'm trying to, so right now we have ways to earn, which like, again, I said, we're, participating in the community, generating revenue. There's more specific stuff under those, but those are the two high-level umbrellas. And then you can spend it on Infuse merch in stores now. Yes! Uh, we got <laughs> um, to represent on the I next pod. I know, we got to represent on the next pod. Uh, and then coaching sessions with, like, certified social media coaches. Um, Amazon gift card cash out. So, like, we can kind of peg it to, like, a dollar value. Yeah. And then the last one is... All pay, all expense paid VIP trip to New York for our launch party, or for much less coins, uh, getting on the guest Good list for the uh, other party. I'm very excited. I think we got to start thinking. I think we should wrap up by 
put in an open call. We should want to hear from you. What are cool events? Yeah. What should we do at this event? What do you want to see? If this was your party, what would you yeah, do? Yeah, comment. Uh, hit us up on yes. Infuse Influencer on Instagram, um, and we'll share your ideas. Tell Best us. idea, we'll give you a shout out for sure. Absolutely. Or text me for those of you that uh, know <laughs> me and uh, our listeners. But yeah, um, I, don't, I don't have much else. I guess let's wrap up with mental health tip of the week. I have to say, today, this morning was perfect. We're going to keep it back. We're going to stay on fitness. We went, this is our, what, second week or third week in a round that we've yeah. gone boxing before the pod. And it's just life-changing. It just starts your day in such high energy. I always have a very productive day. When I couldn't like agree this. more. Mine is going to be start a podcast with your friends. Yeah. I honestly, I've been telling, people are like, hey, how's the pod and everything? And I th- I'm like, it's great. It's a time for me to go in and just kind of talk about whatever, kind of like put everything out there. And then you can also listen back to it and be like, how good of a public speaker am I? What can I do better? And kind of use it as professional development. So I don't know if I'm getting better or not, but I highly recommend it. It's, it's, it's really fun and it's a super productive thing to do. I love it. All right, Scott, we out. We out. Subscribe to the latest episode of Fluent Talks at FluentTalks.co. That's FluentTalks.co.